Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hey everyone, I am Cody Wagner. Now, let's get right into the news. Who here is a fan of the K-27? Anyone? Ah, there you are. I see you. I am also a fan of the K-27, and thankfully, apparently so are Lego. Real K-27, too difficult to build? Lego launches official set. Thanks to the guys at LEGO Ideas and the fans who make these creations, we can now buy the K-27, well, not as of yet, I don't think, but we can eventually buy the K-27 in LEGOs, and I must say, it looks brilliant. And, it looks to be, you can actually change the seats and a few exterior parts as well, which means, whatever K-27 you have or want, I think you can make these LEGO ones look almost exactly like, I mean, except, except for color, I think, but... Aside from that, sky's the almost the limit. Now, Aston Martin to oh, to offer consulting services. Now, these consulting services are not aimed at individual customers, more so companies that want to expand expand their portfolio with some exclusivity. Now, Cadillac launches Black Chrome package for ATS and CTS. And if you're wondering, well, what the mess is Black Chrome? Essentially, what it is is like a black top check. Uh, it's like the black top packages that Dodge has for Dart, Challenger, Charger, you name it. Now, who knows who Stephen Hawking is? Yep, I see you nodding. Well, he stars in Jag's latest ad, Villains commercial. And I actually watched it, it's pretty funny. It looks pretty good. Now, Honda UK and Ariel renew engine supply, renew engine supply valves, which means you'll have more Honda engined Ariels. Now, the 2017 Porsche Panamera reveals itself with barely any camo. Looks to be fair, it kinda it kinda looks like a station wagon version of the current Panamera, even though that the Panamera is a bit of a station wagon anyway. But it also it looks stretched. Okay, Dodge now has a new color for the Challenger and the Charger, even though the Dart already has this color. Now Dodge brings back Go Man Go or Go Mango for those who are gonna read it quickly. Paint option for 2016 Challenger and Charger SRT. Now it's only for the SRT models, which means you're only going to be able to get it for the 392 and the and both the twins as well. Now McLaren. Now what I'm about to say, the MP4/34. That's an F1 car, not the MP4-12C. Anyway, though, McLaren to configure MP4/30, not slash, an MP4/31 on the fly in Melbourne, and I really hope I pronounced that last bit correctly. But yeah, so essentially during the race. They're going to configure the car to the way they want it or the way they need it. Co-exec or Koenigsegg fans, did you like the Regera? Were you wowed by the one-to-one? -one? Well, if you live in New York, you'll actually be able to see them in the flesh. Co-exec to bring the Regera and the one-to-one -one, one -one at the New York Auto Show. Which is actually going to be very exciting. I hope they bring it for the color, for the Denver Auto Show. Though I kind of doubt it. I don't think Co-exec, no, Co-exec have never been at the Denver Auto Show. Which I'll be going to. So maybe I'll be able to get... Get some coverage of that in some shape or form. Now, we have to have some Volkswagen news in this, and no, it's not the Dieselgate scandal. As funny as it's actually been to see it basically present itself, uh, no. Volkswagen commercial sales unaffected by emissions scandal, and GM to acquire cruise automation to accelerate autonomous vehicle development. Now, personally, I don't really understand why, why anyone outside of Google and colleges are trying to make this work, because in all honesty, while it's time for Google and colleges to do this, you know, GM, FCA, Ford, Mercedes, all of them, they, we really shouldn't be wasting our money and time with autonomous tech because they do, they do nothing to help the environment. 
Essentially what they do is just give lazy people a way of getting out of driving. That's it. They don't do anything for the environment, they don't help the environment. What we should be doing is trying to make good batteries, like in the Tesla Model S, cheap so we can have cars like the Nissan Leaf have better range. That's what we should be spending our money on. Okay, who's gonna watch Batman v Superman? And even though I'm not a comic book fan, or a superhero fan to be honest, I'm also gonna see the movie, or, or I want to see the movie. And Dodge, apparently, is getting on the bandwagon. Dodge's Batman v Superman TV spot challenges the Batmobile, and yes, challenges is a pun, because the Challenger is the villain's ride in the commercial. The 2017 Audi TTRS was caught undisguised in Spain. It's caught in the usual red top with the white lower bits on the front bumper. And it looks really good, it doesn't... What it doesn't look like is a Mini R8. It actually looks like its own car, which I think is a very good step forward. Now, the Cadillac XT5, which is basically the SRX's uh, successor, could get a 2-liter turbo in the U.S. Though, judging from the size I see in this photo I'm looking at, I think a 2-liter turbo is going to be too small, unless I can get, like, 300 horsepower from it, which isn't impossible, but would make it would make the engine a bit unreliable. Now, who's heard of Sangyang? Anyone? Anyway. The Tivoli, and I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, might get a convertible. The only thing is, I'm looking at the Tivoli right now, and I think it actually looks good, but to me, the problem with convertible SUVs is that once you, or well, CUVs in this case, is that once you take an SUV and then make it a convertible, it's less of a car, or well, CUV or SUV, it's less of a car and more of a fashion statement at that rate. I mean, look at that Nissan Murano convertible. That's not like a beach cruiser or anything, even though it kind of looks that way. That's not a beach cruiser, that's a fashion statement for Broadway. Yeah, I mean, look at the Fiat 500. It's cars like those that you can tell. I mean, I like the Fiat 500, but you can tell that, that that's not so much a car, is more so a fashion item. It's a fashion statement. Look at the Range Rover Revolt convertible. Again, it's a fashion statement. But anyway, aside from my fashion statement that our cars rant, uh, 2017 Toyota Highlander gets a makeover and more powerful engine. And it kind of looks like... It's, it's funny, it actually kind of looks like the new Mitsubishi Outlander, what they've done with the front end. It doesn't have that shield design, but it, it has the sort of dual grille going on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm undecided whether it looks better or not, but it's definitely interesting. Now, I was talking with my mom last night about used cars. I was saying that I personally don't mind a used car with high mileage, like 100k or so, as long as it's been kept in good condition. Because then otherwise, I like to think of those high mileage as a break-in period, and yes, I was in air quotations. So that means, you know, it's had a few oil checks, it's had a few things done to the car. So that means it's basically broken in, and that, and that to me, is better. Because what that means is I won't be, I won't buy the car needing to replace parts, even though I still will. But not in that sense that I won't have to, you know, like replace an engine, or an egg, or a block, or a manifold. Is that by 100k, all of that would have been done, even though... You know, they may not have done, you know, exhaust, uh, exhaust manifold or anything like that. But yeah, so I was saying, as long as it's been kept in good, good condition, I really don't mind a used car with high mileage. But I want to know, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on used cars? Now, we got some Maserati news. Is anyone in a Maserati right now listening to my podcast? If you are, well, thank you. Because that means I reach a bigger demographic. And secondly... Your car might actually have some unintended acceleration issues. Maserati, or Gibble, sorry, and Quattroporte recalls for unintended acceleration risk. And with both cars, well, with the Quattroporte being able to do 177, and the Gibble, or Ghibli, or whatever, being able to do 163, that could actually become a significant problem. 
But onto Mazda. Mazda CX-4 to make global debut at the Beijing show. And I'm actually excited because Mazda's been on a roll with design. I mean, look at the, the Miata, the new one, the CX-5. I don't think they have the CX-6. But then they're, and then the Mazda 6, all of those are brilliant. And then the Mazda 2, that, or Mazda 3, sorry, that looks perfect. Now, Top Gear pits Honda Civic Type R against Volkswagen Golf R. You know, actually, I'm going to, after this podcast, I'm actually going to go watch that. I want to see what happens. Okay. Feel free to drool over the latest Singer 911. Honestly, the one I see in the pink has a luscious purple look. And, and nice, nice, very, very restrained gold rims. It looked perfect. Now, but back on tomorrow's ride, I just want to give you guys a number of which, of which affected cars as well. I can't give you the specific cars that were affected, but I can give you the number. Okay, 28,235 units have been affected. The affected Maserati, Ghibli, and Porte are from 2014 to 2016 model years, and they have been manufactured between February 1st, 2013, and November 30th, 2015. So if you are the owner of vehicles between that range, then your car probably has this issue. Now, all fixes will be performed. Free of charge to owners, the recall is expected to, be, to begin April 26, 2016, but for any extra details on the topic, owners can contact the NHTSA Vehicle Safety Hotline at 188-327-4236. I'm going to repeat the number, 188-327-4236. Now, on to more news. I actually saw, I saw a very, very expensive Honda the other day. And it was just, it was a, it was a Honda S800 coupe, not convertible. And it was a 1967 one, or 19, yeah, 1967, for 22000 Then they sound cheap, but for a car with, I believe to be some 70 horsepower, it's essentially a key car. That is very expensive. I'm not saying it's not worth it, it's just very expensive for a, for a very, very small Honda. Maserati news. The new Levante has been released, and yes... That is basically the Kambang's new name, but it looks—it actually looks far different from the Kambang in some aspects, and that, to me, looks better. But this is finally their long-rumored SUV, and it'll finally be revealed. Anyway, we'll take a short break, and I'll be right back. Production spec Porsche Mission E will be similar to the concept in Pro, and I really hope that it is similar in design. Given the fact that the Mission E looks really good, and in fact, a lot of people, not just me, a lot of people thought it did as well. Bugatti Chiron Mini Configurator shows new colors, and yes, it's Chiron, not Chiron. Although Chiron would have been funny, because that, that sounds like a Japanese fight word, Chiron, and then just laser beams or whatever comes out of their hands. That would have been funny. Now, Audi R8 to get 3-liter twin-turbo V6 from the S4. A lot of rumors are going around that later on in the current R8's life that it'll get a 3-liter twin-turbo V6. I wouldn't be surprised, and to be honest, I would actually prefer that for the Audi. Mini UK launches 1D Clubman, starts from £21,375, which is essentially 23 to 24 grand. So yeah, so no, this isn't the Mini... This isn't the Mini four-door, like a Mini Cooper four-door, this is a club, man, it's more of a wagon. And I must say, it looks good. The only shame is that, you know how the modern Mini grills look like? They have, they have the grill and then the little black air, air dam thing on the bottom. Well, I think they really, what's a shame is that, that was a missed opportunity. They should have just put a grill there and then just block it out. 
But if they had done that, it would have looked like the old minis, the original minis, the ones that were that were kings in rallying. And that Enzo Ferrari had four of them. So yeah, I really think that's a shame. They really should have had had the little grill on the bottom. That would have made it perfect. But yeah. Now, BMW, Mercedes, battle for premium segment lead. Audi trails a little bit. Just a little bit. Renault Maxthon. That's a bit of a shame. But anyway. <laughs> Full-size SUV spotted aimed at the Chinese market, like everything is these days. Lamborghini Centenario. I, I'm not the, I'm not, I've not been the only person to have problems trying to pronounce that name. Looks even better as a roadster as the render shows, as it hasn't been revealed yet. Who knows about the Suzuki Jimny? The Jimny. It's not Jimmy. Jimny. I know. I don't know why they did it either. Anyway, the Jimny is alive, and Suzuki launches Adventure Edition Jeep CJ. Every sort of thing that's associated with the venture edition in the UK. And that it actually looks kinda of bland, to be honest. I can't see what's so adventurous about it. Doesn't it doesn't look terrible, it just doesn't look like a special edition. Porsche is a money making machine. They're just a tree that sprouts money. Because I, I know that there's that saying, Oh, money doesn't grow on trees, but money's made out of paper and paper paper goes on trees because of leaves, so technically money does grow on trees, just not in the just not in the actually profitable way, or exchangeable way. Big, big news! 2017 Chrysler Pacific, Pacifica minivan has been unveiled! It is the successor to the town and country. It's sleek, fast, and modern, and will have a hybrid version that will have 80 MPGE. And you'll get 30 miles on a charge, which actually isn't that bad, especially for the price that it'll probably have. Now, it's 250 pounds lighter than the Town & Country or Grand Caravan. It has greater body strength and better economy and better acceleration because it now has 287 horsepower, meaning it's also more fractionally more powerful, but it is more powerful. And I, I must say, it just looks it just looks so car-like, actually, to be honest. It just looks like it looks like a 5 Series Grand Tour, but better. I mean, it doesn't look like a BMW, obviously, but in that sort of sense, I believe that if you if you put your finger over the windshield and ask people, hey, what's that? I I bet you they'd say just a really tall hatchback. But it's not. It's a minivan. It looks just incredible. And the red. Oh my gosh, the red that they've chosen. It's just luscious. It's deep. There's there's just so many colors. It changes in light. It not flexes, but it looks just so incredible. It looks organic. I love it. I love the new Pacifica. It just looks. Ralph Jules. Hats off to your team. Brilliant. Utterly brilliant. Now, Skoda launches color edition specials for the Fabia and Citigo. The Citigo is basically a Volkswagen up in Skoda clothing. Abarth shows new 595 OT Touring Racer. And Mazda bring a world premiere to New York. Could be the Amex 5 Roadster Coupe. Although that title I don't really get because if it's a coupe that is not a Roadster, that is it. And if it's a Roadster, that is not a coupe. I guess they're trying to say hardtop. Should have just said that anyway. But yeah, I am very excited for that. That's gonna be cool. Also, the Aston Martin DB11 is finally here. It's a new era for Aston Martin, they say, and I'm actually inclined to believe them. It looks, it looks like a, like, imagine, imagine Bond, but a bit grittier, a bit more hardcore, and that's what it's like. You have to vanquish, and then the DB11. The DB11 is a bit grittier, it's a bit more, it's a bit, it's a bit less GT car and more sports car. It's, 
not as elegant, but more striking, and, I, and I've actually grown to like it very much. Now, more Chrysler Pacifica news. The 2017 Chrysler Pacifica is offered in five trims, and is priced from a base price of $28,595. That may sound expensive, and compared to the Grand Caravan it is, but it's actually good value for mine, especially what you get with it. Now, the 2016, sorry, the 2016 Honda Civic Coupe starts from $19,050, and it looks like a CRX. And that's not a bad thing, is it? Really? It looks like a modern-day version of CRX. I love it. Looks brilliant. Subaru fans across the nation. The 2017 Subaru Impressive Sedan and Hatch to debut in New York, and that's Seat Attica to start from 17,990 pounds in the UK, which in American dollars is about 21,500 to 22,200 dollars. Now, the Porsche 911R. Porsche purists have been craving it. They've been missing it, something fierce, and finally, finally, Porsche gave them the fruit that they so rightly wanted. It's a strawberry and a patch of fake strawberries. It's the purest 911 that they make now. And I, I like the decals that they've done with it. It looks brilliant. Also, Maserati Levante to go fev, or P-H-E-V, however you pronounce it, on the Levante with Crossroad Pacifica parts or components. I actually want to see that. I want to see what they come up with. Porsche adds entry-level McCann with 250 PS 2-liter turbocharged engine, which means, what this means is Porsche is basically turbofying everything. They've turboed the turbos, which doesn't make the turbos special anymore, which is kind of a shame. Well, it's a shame and also a conundrum. Eh? eh no, okay, I'll stop with the bad jokes. Anyway, 2017 Chrysler Pacifica earns 28 MPG highway rating, meaning it's basically got a class-leading 28 MPG rating on the highway. Best thing, its predecessor by 12%. 12%. Chevrolet says happy birthday, happy 50th birthday to the Camaro with special edition. New Toyota Pro Ace, Verso MPV detailed, offers seating for up to nine. Nine. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Nine. That's incredible. Nine people in one car. My gosh. You might as well be, you might as well try and get yourself hired for RTD. Also, we now have the new Fiat 500. And you're probably wondering, wait, no, it's not new. It's been out for like the past 10 years or so. And you'd be right. Because secretly, they were actually selling 500s in 2006 or 2007, I believe. But yeah. So, Fiat has finally refreshed the 500 over in Europe. It hasn't come across the States yet. But I actually like it. I think they did really good with the refresh. Oh, I got a question for you guys. Who knows what Genesis is in? No, it's not that 80s band. Get that out of your head. Anyone? Anyone know who Genesis are? Okay, I'll tell you. It's Hyundai's luxury brand, and they've got a car. The G90 and the G80. I believe the G80? Yeah, the G80 is basically the Hyundai Genesis, but under a new name. G80. So, so Genesis is luxury brand Hyundai style. And G90 looks good. It looks very good. It looks very... It doesn't look business casual, but it's not business snobby either. It's, it's business exquisite. That's what it is. It's it's right in there with Maseratis, but on a lower, but on a lower, less expensive and probably less exclusive scale. But that doesn't detract from it at all. Now, Lamborghini has brought up a Hero car. No surprises there, and that's old news. What it has done is made a rear-wheel drive variant. It's less powerful, and I'm not, I don't agree with that. But what that means is it's more tail-happy and it's lighter, which means it doesn't need as much power to get it going as quickly, if it can go as quickly. 
Anyway, we'll take a short break, and I'll see you later. Okay, and now, we have the six weirdest cars that you can actually buy. The Renault Twizy. Well, technically you can buy it in Europe, you can't actually buy it in the States, but Nissan has brought the Twizy over as a, as a, like a ride-sharing service, so, hey, there's a possibility. Then you have the Volkswagen XL1. Actually, though, you can't, you can't actually buy that as of now, but I think they do have plans to do it in the future, which I really hope they do. It looks good. Oh, wait. Right. These are to camera. They may not have enough money to do so. Then you have the Lada Neva, which <laughs> it, it, it kind of looks like, it looks like a frog with small eyes and then giant eyes. On it. It's weird. It, it, it's, a very, it's a Russian car, if you didn't know. Or SUV, sorry. But yeah, it was basically their equivalent equivalent of a Jeep, even though it looks nothing like it. But yeah, Lada is a Russian brand. Little known fact, uh, a lot of Russian cars have the same basic design for four, for about four years. And normally, the production gets taken over to places like Africa or somewhere in the Middle East. And they have the Toyota Mirai. And you can actually buy that now. It's a hydrogen fuel cell vehicle. It looks like it was foreshadowing what the Prius would look like. But worse, it's just so ugly. It's trying too hard. You know that kid in school who tried too hard? To it's kind of like that. They have the Holden Ute SSV, which is basically, does anyone know what the Chevy SS is? That four-door sedan with 415 horsepower, or I believe 425 now. Well, basically, they have that over in Australia and Europe, and those versions of it create something like 500 horsepower, and they have what is essentially pickup truck versions, except they're not off-road. So basically, because they're like, they're basically, they're basically cars with truck beds, they're called Utes, U-T-E. But yeah, so that's what they have, and it's, like I said, like a modern-day El Camino. Then you have the Mitsoka Hemiko Roadster. I've never heard of this. I've heard of a lot of vehicles, but just not this one. Not, 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 that's a weird one, I have to admit. We have the weirdest cars of Amelia Concours, or I probably say the Concours wrong. Anyway, we have the 1952 Bagasso Z12. It's over 92 inches long, and apparently is the only one left in the world, and was apparently confiscated by the Dominion, uh, D Dominion government. Then, you have the 1951 Studebaker Manta Ray. Oh my gosh. It, it, it actually looks like a Manta Ray, but just really, really sad and tragic. Gosh. Apparently, it was modeled after jet aircraft. Despite the creator's ambitions, though, Glenn Hare and Vernon and Antoine, I'm sorry. Despite their ambitions for a company producing the outlandish car, only one was ever built, and its appearance this year breaks six decades of having been hiding away from the public eye. Wow. Then you have the turbine car, otherwise known as the 1962 Covington Tiburon, but more than just aesthetics disguised a Porsche underneath, intended to demonstrate the, the value of the at-the-time novel. Aerodynamic principles, only six of the cars were made, dubbed the most streamlined cars in the world in 1966. Even though it has a it has a big nose on the front. That basically just sucks air. Apparently that they resembled a set piece from the day the earth stood still was a happy coincidence. Well like a happy tragedy. <laughs> My gosh. I mean it's cool nonetheless, but man and arguably a precursor to the Hummer, the designers of the nineteen seventy three Moore's Bar car had big game not mil military targets in mind when they created the vast aluminum-bodied car. Sliding doors and a, rem and a removable roof kept hunters safe while they 
while tracking wildlife. What I just said, it doesn't look like that at all. No, I mean, not even close. The legitimate love child of the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile and the BMW Assetta bubble car, the 1974 <laughs> fascination is odd from every... The, what that's fascinating about the car is the amount of squares there are in the body. Holy mess. Created back in 1974, only five were ever built, and it's the first car of that short series that were brought to Amelia Island. Oh my gosh. A 1959 Rolls-Royce wagon, designed by Harold Ratford and based on the Silver Cloud. It's so awful! Oh my gosh, I was looking at it from the wrong end anyway. The 1938 Graham 97 Supercharged Cabriolet may be an oddball, but it's also a stunning one. Stopped a 1938 Parasol. It actually kind of looks like a 1940s car, interestingly. It pairs a distinctively curvy, jutting radiator and fenders with a body that includes... Jeez. Now, more from Amelia Island. The 1937 Bugatti 57 SC sells for a record 9.7 Million. That's more than the Chiron, the Veyron, the 918, the P1, the Ferrari even. I mean, it'll be slower than all, but that's incredible. And we got more expensive news on the way. Ferrari 400 Super America Aerodynamic Kiltrian fetches record 4.4 million. How many houses could you buy with that? My. Who here is going to watch the new Top Gear? You know what's probably enough? Even I am. Have had more than their fair share of trouble. As just recently, people have been complaining in London about Ken Block's stunt about doing donuts right in front of, of a very important building. But a lot of people are complaining about, oh, how it, you know, how he could have crashed into the building and all this and that, and oh, how you know, he's taking for granted that, you know, they fought for our freedom, you know, because of the war, the World War and whatnot. You know, he's disrespecting them, they fought for our wars. But what's hypocritical in that argument is they're saying, what's hypocritical in that argument is that they're saying that he's disrespecting them because they fought for their country's freedom, which is basically the U which is the UK. But what's so hypocritical about that is if it wasn't a free country, he wouldn't be able to do those donuts. So it's more so a donut of honor. That's what people are missing about that. Their argument's completely hypocritical. They're saying, oh, they take for granted their freedom and whatnot. Yet it's their freedom that allows him to do this anyway. I see it as a donut of honor, but people will see it differently, so. Ferrari 250 GT California nets 17 million at Amelia Island. Wow, that's incredible. I can buy so many Vipers with that. Tesla news, Tesla sued by Virginia dealer, by Virginia Dealers Association over new store. Now, you're probably thinking, what, what, how, why? That's not the first time Tesla's been sued by dealers before. In fact, it's happened easily three times before the Tesla Model X actually came out. And apparently, Tesla are going to try and defend themselves to defend themselves vigorously. I don't want to be in the courtroom when that bomb explodes. And Jerry Seinfeld is selling all of his Porsches, all of them. And it's it's a shame, really, because his Porsches are really nice. But they're probably going to. Well, I hope they're going to go to a good cause, and there's probably a very good reason for it. But man, very nice Porsche, Porsches he owns. Very, very nice Porsches. Who was at Coda today, or Circuit of the Americas, or Americans? Who saw Taylor Swift there? Okay, who knows that Coda was dying, essentially, that they were going to close the track. Well, Taylor Swift being there would act... Well, in other words, they used Taylor Swift to save their track. Which is smart, 
and it's not shady per se, but that's kind of like, wow, I didn't think they'd go that low. So yeah. Oh, self-driving car from Google crashed into a bus. Probably meant for it to be an accident, and it was, but this is why I don't like autonomous vehicles. It's as simple as that. I don't like autonomous cars because I think, because like I said earlier, it's a waste of time. We should be trying to make good batteries cheap because that'll actually help the environment, and it won't make thousands of people lazy and not want to drive anywhere. But also, is I can't trust my life in a computer that could glitch at any moment on a road, instantly killing, or possibly instantly killing me. And that's the thing is, because I, because how can I know that in this next second it could horribly glitch, spin off the road, I get hit by tons of other, tons of other autonomous vehicles. I can't, I can't trust my life with a computer knowing that at any singular moment it could decide to have a horrible accident, which would quite literally be an accident, utterly killing me. Not on purpose, but I can't trust my life like that, and it's not going to happen. Also, Elio Motors delays most of its trikes deliveries to 2017, which is a shame, because they're actually very interesting vehicles, but I can't, I can't wait to see what that looks like in the flesh. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I'll see you in the next podcast. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.